You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wall Daily. I'm your host today, Paul Copeland. I'll be flying solo for the first time. Today's episode, well, there goes the neighborhood. In the city of Pflugerville, just north of Austin, Texas, there is a neighborhood where the residents are throwing more than the odd bit of shade. The serious concern at the heart of this dispute that threatens to hew the neighborhood in half? It's the color of Emilio Rodriguez's house. Emilio's neighbors have filed suit against him because of the color choice, a bright, eye-catching pink that they claim has lowered the value of their homes. In doing so, they seek restitution for the lost value they claim he has caused. A very interesting question we have to consider here is, is there a real injury in this state? in this case. Uh, Unlike with pollution, there isn't anything about this case that prevents the other property owners from enjoying the full use of their property. While the house may be an eyesore to some, they can still grill in their backyards, swim in their pools, and play football with their kids. The grass won't be dying from anything other than the Texas heat this summer, and the air they breathe isn't being choked with smog. The only thing that they are complaining about is that the house down the street is undeniably, unapologetically, and obnoxiously pink. We'll be looking at a few uh, comments made in the We Are Libertarians Facebook group on the thread that first brought this case to my attention. As a quick aside, I will be quoting a few commenters here. Please don't take the fact that I'm a host as some badge of authority. There are Their input has just as much value as mine. I just have a different take than they do. And please don't feel like I'm trying to swat anybody down. I disagree with their conclusions, and that should be about it. And I'll be leaving the the comments unattributed because I don't want to direct a mob towards them in one way or another. I just want to add their inputs to the conversation here and give my thoughts on what they had to say. The first comment I want to contemplate, when you move into certain neighborhoods, you agree to abide by their rules. Don't like them? Move to the country where you can actually do what you want. To me, this sounds an awful lot like, if you don't like it, move to Somalia. It's the same philosophical argument that we've been subject to as libertarians for decades now. And it's the same underpinnings as put forward by social contract theory in many cases. And the main failing with social contract theory is that it relies on implicit agreement. So the fact is, in this case, Emilio Rodriguez sought out a neighborhood that did not have an existing homeowners association. There are no rules in place that dictate the color the house should be painted as would be under a homeowners association. The fact that he chose to move into this neighborhood 
does not give the other homeowners here power over him, especially in the absence of an explicit contract to that effect. In this case, the lack of a prior covenant on the property that would have been agreed to at will at the time of purchase should rightfully mean that Mr. Rodriguez can do whatever he wants with his property. To butcher a quote by Lysander Spooner, no man can be required to tent or stain a varnishing whose pigmentation he does not desire. I don't find the pseudo-social contract here to be compelling, and I disagree with the attempt to engineer a back door to control others. The second set of comments, intentionally lowering neighbor's property value is 100% an a-hole move and arguably an NAP violation. Painting the whole house hot pink was intentional and almost definitely and predictably has had a negative impact on the neighboring property value. In some instances, lowering the value of another person's property is most definitely a violation of the non-aggression principle. Vandalism and the aforementioned pollution are violations of somebody's right to their property. These examples don't really fit this case because both of those actions are directed outwards, affecting the property of others directly. In this instance, the only property that has had anything physically done to it is the home that has been painted pink. And we're going to grant the fact that it's going to have an effect on the property value of the other properties here, but it doesn't quite fit anything that would violate the NAP. The color of Emilio's house is obnoxious, and obnoxious certainly means that the market value of other houses in the area will be affected. That's the unfortunate reality of realty. Much of the value of your land is out of your direct control. Factors such as the quality of the schools in the area, the local economy, demand for housing, the condition of local infrastructure, the list goes on. There's hundreds of other factors that play into the value of your property as much as its own square footage, upkeep, and the factors that you do have control over. When it comes to manipulating the value of other people's property, there are certainly instances that that can be considered criminal. The stock market exchanges... Uh, are a prime example where there are a lot of rules that dictate your behavior in the marketplace and ensure that you don't impact the value of other people's holdings. Misrepresenting facts about a company while trading their stock can land a trader in a ton of trouble. Strategies like pumping and dumping or shorting and distorting are practices that manipulate the perception of a stock's value so that a trader can leverage a larger margin on the investment that they made initially. Now, these practices rely on the fact that outside factors can and do impact the value of a stock. So a person will short a stock that they have borrowed and 
in order to make sure that they can buy it back at a profit, they try to depress the uh, value of the stock by spreading rumors and making false statements. Uh, pumping and dumping is the opposite of shorting and distorting, where you buy a stock and then you try to talk it up before you ultimately dump it, trying to make the margin greater. Both of these rely on fraud in order to work, because in many cases you undertake a campaign of fraud and false statements or unsubstantiated statements in order to make the perception of the stock and therefore its value change. But in the case of the Pflugerville House, the the effect of the uh, the comparison to the stock market manipulations doesn't quite hold up, does it? The first glaring difference is that unlike with a short and distort job, Emilio isn't committing any level of fraud with his pink house. It's an undeniable fact that his house is pink. He isn't spreading rumors about the enti- that the entire neighborhood is infested with fire ants or stating that all of the neighbors are control freaks that you wouldn't want to live around. Though, I mean, honestly, in that second one, even that wouldn't be fraudulent. It's just kind of rude to actually say it. Uh, and secondly, there's a lack of profit motive here. Emilio isn't depressing the value of his neighbor's property just in order to buy it up for profit like some second-rate Scooby-Doo villain. He has a different vision for what he wants his property to be than the others in his neighborhood. And the fact that he isn't meeting their expectations isn't necessarily anything beyond just a difference of opinion between neighbors. I don't find the argument that this is a violation of the NAP to be a persuasive one. We should also consider the broader implications of what the neighbors, in this case, are asking the court to do. They are asking the government to enforce and ensure the value of their property. And they're seeking to control just one factor in this case, which would be the color of a neighbor's house. But in principle, what other factors could they feel justified in attempting to control? Building a new apartment building across town could lower the demand for housing in this area. So would they be justified in blocking any new development in the city? We see this action in areas of the country like San Francisco and in Los Angeles, where the housing prices have skyrocketed out of control. And to this day, people are still blocking in the courts and in the city uh, legislatures, they're blocking the ability of contractors to develop land. So, what should we... Where should we draw the line? The color of a person's building, the use of their land, all of these things are going to affect the value of your property. Uh, 
outside of the realm of real estate, the same principle that you should be able to control the actions that negatively affect the value of your property, that principle opens the door to huge violations of other people's rights. Imagine a world in which the stockholders of Coke are able to sue Pepsi because the existence of a competitor lowers the value of their company. Or something as petty as enforcing the color of Pepsi's labeling because that might affect the value and the perception of the of Coke bottles on the shelves at the supermarket. The idea that you control that you can control all of the factors that de- divert, that determine the value of your property is absurd and it opens the door to all manner of violations of other individual property rights. The lack of force and fraud in this case dealing with Emilio Rodriguez and his house is the issue that, to me, sets this lawsuit up as one that libertarians should naturally oppose. In filing suit against Emilio, his neighbors are the ones that have initiated force. They're unquestionably seeking to control his actions through the court. There was no prior arrangement that was broken. There is no direct harm to their property. And there is no force or fraud that has been initiated by Emilio. The only force exists within the court systems, and it's been summoned forth by his neighbors to try to control his actions. The idea that your property may be less desirable because of some non-aggressive actions by your neighbors is something that a lot of people don't like. I understand the impulse to want to control things within your world, but that control has a price to it, and we shouldn't let ourselves fall victim to our baser impulses when it comes to attempting to control others. Those are my thoughts on this situation, and I would welcome discussion. I sure, I'm sure I've overlooked something, or there might be a novel angle that I haven't considered. So please, if you feel I'm wrong on this, Feel free to drop me correspondence to that effect, and if I'm wrong, I'll correct myself, or I'll take it into consideration when forming my arguments next time. Until then, thanks for your time. I appreciate your listening to me ramble on about a pink house in Texas. So, have a great day. Peace out.